Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 916. What to do if you're healthy and your back hurts by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Monday and thank you for being here and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. Oh, and a happy Martin Luther King Day if you're in the US. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. Now we have five shows where we narrate blogs for you, covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. What to Do If You're Healthy and Your Back Hurts by Kate Galliott of TheUnbreakableBody.com Quote, If I am otherwise healthy and active, why does my lower back continue to give me problems? I think this limits my abilities in my recreational pursuits like cycling, CrossFit, running, and obstacle races. It does limit my daily activities from time to time. I've tried various techniques, but nothing has really worked all that well. What gives? End quote. This is a question that was sent to me by a reader of Fit for Real Life. Every week, I get variations of the exact same question. So, in today's post, we're going to explore what to do if you're healthy and your back hurts. To be pain-free is a fantastic goal, and implementing a healthy active lifestyle is also a good thing to do. But the goal and the method aren't mutually inclusive of each other. Sadly, you don't automatically get a back that feels amazing just because you are active. It seems like you should, but that's not the case. Think of it this way. While you might be a very active person, what kinds of activities are you doing when active? And what does the rest of your day look like with regard to movement? The answers to these two questions will help to explain why you still suffer from back pains and are equally important. Let's begin by looking into the first question. Not all activity is equal, and how you move matters. To make sure you aren't suffering from back pain, even though you're healthy, think of your workouts more like a movement practice. And like any practice, what you focus on matters. Are you telling your body all of the ways you want it to move, or are you just moving? Remember, not all activity is equal. When I was first getting educated in kinesiology and biomechanics, one of the core fundamentals we learned was the three planes of motion. The three planes of motion are the sagittal plane, the frontal plane, and the transverse plane. They are guiding tools for understanding types of movement and are one part of the vocabulary toolbox 
for explaining the way a joint moves. Here's a quick example of each plane of motion. Walking is a sagittal plane activity. Jumping jacks are a frontal plane activity. Swinging a baseball bat is a transverse plane activity. Ensuring you do different types of activities that get you moving in those three planes of motion is beneficial, no matter what your specific focus or goals are. For example, I strongly encourage runners and cyclists to get a heavy dose of activity types that look nothing like running or cycling. This is because the intensely repetitive motion of those activities in only one plane can cause those pains and injuries you suffer from as a result of overusing one plane of motion, sagittal in this example. Good, better, best. The types of activity you should do to minimize pains. As I close in on 16 years working in the industry, my mindset about types of activity has shifted. Moving is good. Moving in all planes of motion is better. Exploring all of the ways your body can move and having a level of proficiency in as many of them as possible is best. Here's why. Remember when you learned to drive? You weren't only taught to handle straight roads and dry pavement. Most of us were taken by a parent to parking lots covered in snow. We were taken out driving in the rain. And if we were learning stick shift, we were taken to awkward hills where we'd have to really manage the clutch, brake, and gas all together. You had to learn how to handle the oddball situations that are going to come up when you drive. It's all well and good if you can drive on a straight, well-lit dry road. But what do you do when you have to move through space and time in a somewhat abnormal way? You have to bring it all together because you don't live your life in three perfect planes of motion. You lean over at awkward angles. You don't always hinge perfectly at the hips. Your ankles roll around on that awkward step off a curb. When you aren't prepared for moving in imperfect conditions, accidents and injuries are more likely to happen, just like driving. Sometimes you move in a weird way. Be ready to handle it. Learn how to control your joints and tissues through their full range, not just their middle ranges. Preparing yourself for moving weird. Most people get strong in the middle ranges of their soft tissues and joints. Rarely do people think to train the end ranges of their tissues and joints when the tissues are at their most lengthened or most shortened positions and the joints are at their greatest or smallest angles. If you aren't preparing your tissues to handle loads and positions that you may find yourself in during your regular life, you should assume your tissues will not be capable of handling those positions and loads when they do show up in your regular life. Your body must get very specific signals if you want to restore, build, and maintain your body's capability to feel good and move well, injury-free. These signals are, one, daily signals to remind your body what tissues it should continue sending energy and nutrients to, and what joint range of motion you are using and your body should keep. Two, regular teaching of your joints and tissues how to work at their current end ranges of strength so that your nervous system starts allowing you to expand your current range of motion. And three, consistent stimuli that tell your body it should maintain the strength, control, and mobility that you've been teaching your body to have. The rest of life outside your movement practice. No matter how active and healthy you are outside of your workday, the reality is that if you sit at a desk for your work for some or all of your day and you commute to that place of business, you are inactive for the vast majority of your day. Even if you have a well-developed movement practice and you have built foundational strength, it's a drop in the bucket of inactivity we deal with in our modern lifestyles. 
You have devices in your hands at all times. You're doing repetitive movements more than ever, like typing, texting, tweeting, etc. Recent data have noted that the average person checks their phone 60 times per day. I'd guess more often if you're active on Tinder. Your body needs a signal to cut through the noise of modern life. The signal needs to say, stay stacked, stay mobile, stay strong. And so how you use the time during the rest of your day outside of your movement practice time will absolutely impact something like your back health. Send the right signals. Be mindful of your body and the positions you're putting it in. You just listened to the post titled, What to Do If You're Healthy and Your Back Hurts by Kate Galliott of theunbreakablebody.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I'm gonna share with you a story and you have to promise not to laugh like my friends did. You promise? All right, so. I was into training my quote-unquote core. I was into exercising at this time. I did a lot of core movements like twisting and lifting and doing compound movements. Of course, I would do plank position and sit-ups and training my back. Even with all of that training, much of my day was still spent sitting because of my job. So there was a moment when I was actually shifting things in my room. I was moving my television set I was repositioning things, and at one point, I lifted a maybe five-pound max box, and I didn't lift it using the best form, and again, we're talking no more than five pounds, and I lifted it, and as soon as I lifted it, my back went out, and when I mean went out, I mean I couldn't move. As soon as I lifted that box, I had to put it immediately down. I think I dropped it, and I couldn't move my body because every single movement hurt. I basically had to crawl down to the floor thinking that would relieve the pain. It didn't. And then had to call for help because I couldn't get back up. It was that bad. And we're talking about lifting just a five-pound box when I had been lifting much heavier weight, obviously, in the gym. And so I love what Kate mentioned at the very end. Be mindful of your body and the positions you're putting it in. We may take it for granted that, oh, we're just lifting something kind of light. I'm not going to use proper form. Oh, don't listen to that part of your brain. Always, always use proper form. Always think about the health of your back. And if you've never experienced this, I'm so glad for you. I hope you never have to. But here's what happens when your back goes out. Everything hurts from head to toe. 
because the back is where your spine is and the spine is full of nerves and those nerves branch out to every part of your body. And so if that part of your body hurts around the spine, pretty much everything else is gonna hurt too. So yes, take care of your back and be mindful. Did you laugh at me? I hope not. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. A very happy Martin Luther King Day if you're in the US. I hope you have a wonderful start to your week and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.